is that, I mean, I've just, that's, that's just been there. That's it. That's it. That's been in my entire, like I wake up in the morning, like I watched it last night and I wake up and I roll out of bed and I say good morning to my wife and halfway through the, not even after halfway through that process, it's just like, flash. <laughs> it's um, I watched it. Fuck. Whatever. I can't. I can't. I can't. Not. It's it's in me now. It's now it's, part it, of me. I, it's unpleasantly just ingrained into my psyche oh. now, to the point where I just I've heard word? that like that is unpleasantly. That's it. Like, I've heard that drum beat just like, 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 like my, as if my heart, my own heart, was pounding with dread. Just the do 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 flash. Protector um, of the universe, and it was like, God damn, Jesus, Freddy, fuck. <laughs> R.I.P. Pour one out for Freddy. Everyone, welcome back to Down Down Critics are Down. My name is Morgan Roberts. My name is Dominic Fitzgerald. And honestly, where was that scene in Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah, <laughs> you, a you, mission. You want to fill your movie mission? With non-interesting scenes about Freddy being bullshit, and you didn't have the bit where he went flash. <laughs> they had a scene where he's, you know post-coitally lying on the floor and then reaches out up with his hands so they're in the right position and starts playing you know if he had um, if he had just nutted and played the (laughs) movies at 10 would have deserved all those oscars as opposed to not it's it's I mean I I look I like that film. Here we go. The episode where we're talking about Flash Gordon, um, 1980, uh, Dutch American, Dutch English, what is it? Say? Italian. Uh, there's a lot of hands in this pod. It's a, the Wikipedia article says English Dutch American space opera film. Like that's those are the those are the 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 tent poles that we have. Okay. And and I'm 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 just kind of thinking like. Yeah, like wh- where was this? Where was this as a <laughs> as a canon moment in in Down Down? Like, what the fuck? It's so, not in Down in in in. It's this, late. this um, episode is very canon in Down Down for a lot of reasons. Yeah. One of which is this is the first time I've seen you podcasting with your full body. <laughs> you are moving about. You are making big arm gestures. You're shaking your shoulders. It's the the power of flash has blessed you I'm, today. I'm basically, I'm basically <laughs> Brian blessed. blessed. I'm blessed. I'm <laughs> Brian blessed. <laughs> I mean, motherfucker, th- god damn. This is what the fuck. I feel like come in close, I mean, come in real close, come in real quiet for a second. Yeah. I just, I have to ask you an honest yeah. question before we record. Yeah, ask me. Look, yeah. I, I know this movie may have inspired some certain feelings, but you can be honest <laughs> with me. No cops listen. This is not. This is not. Uh, this is not a DJ Vlad getting you to knock on yourself. <laughs> Did you take any cocaine before recording? No. This is just my generalness. We are the first people in history who have not ingested cocaine and have had anything to do with Flash Gordon. Like that is the two are intrinsically yeah. linked, except for right now. I'd be. I'd be willing to put money on that. I'd be willing to put one thousand nine hundred and eighty dollars on that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That I, is saw, film. I saw it. I saw. <laughs> I saw Ming with the coke nail. That's <laughs> people give people give that bit in Return of the Jedi a lot of shtick, but nah, this Which bit was, in Return of the Jedi. Sorry, 
Have you? Do you not know? There's a bit in Return of the Jedi. You know when they're flying the stolen Imperial shuttle onto Endor for the first time, and yeah. um, Leia puts Leia puts Leia puts her hand on Han's shoulder. Very visible coke nail. On um, really on yeah, it's hilarious. It's very funny, but she's very mellow in that scene. Now that you mention it, exactly, where she like leans in, and it's like. You know, are you worried? Oh, I forgot the line, but that's that very much like yeah. she's. You, you're getting the vibe of like she's warm. She's super warm to him right now. Yeah. I guess. I guess this is also going through the vibe of, um, because here we go. Of course, like of course, we have to talk about Return of the Jedi this week. Like this is oh, well, yeah. This is a big yeah. Star Wars, Star Wars, and Flash Gordon very interconnected in so many ways. And I just I feel like this is going to be the least cromulent episode to date. You look already like- just popped. Yeah, you You've look like you're popped. about to explain a whole conspiracy theory. <laughs> oh no, no, not a conspiracy theory, but I've just like just all the elements here are, are, are here. Like everything, it's very manic energy. It's also such a down. It is, and what I meant to say before, when I was saying down, down canon, I, what I meant was, what the fuck did I mean? Something, um, I don't know, film canon. This I, motherfucker I choked of out. <laughs> I forgot my train of thought, it, but it is down, down canon because you know here we are. We have future, future Bond, Timothy Dalton yes. that will be discussed. We have, I believe, I saw uh, the stat. There were six actors in this film who have been loosely involved with the James Bond with franchise. Bond. Interesting. Okay, so um, because like the thing, like this, I just don't, I don't know where to start with this. <laughs> I let's start with let's start with us <laughs> two individuals. <laughs> Two podcast hosts. Let's rein ourselves in here. Had you seen this movie before? No, this is a first watch for me. Had you? What was your knowledge of Flash Gordon? It just it, as as a cultural idea before today. Lim- limited, limited. What was it? Like Describe. I was aware that Flash Gordon was a thing. Hmm. I was aware that it's a sci-fi thing. Um. I think by a process of omission, I was aware that it wasn't a very serious sci-fi sort of theme like it wasn't we're not talking about we're, we're not in we're not you know this is not Ridley Scott territory this is um, <laughs> it's not even George later. Lucas territory it's not yeah it's not even George Lucas territory as as much as um, it may want to be at different points as, absolutely and 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 for, so for me I was just like watching this film going firstly how I've never seen this before and and then also just I don't I don't know what to think about this film because it's it's at once it's at, at it's at, at all times a mess mm. and simultaneously like I understand like yeah. it's not for me but I understand it's, it is why all these people are like oh yeah this I'm like I, I get it like it's not for me but I get why it is a touchstone it is one of my favorite topics it is a case of I get it, but I don't get it. <laughs> I don't like. Yeah, I, I still can don't see get it. all the elements, and I can see why it's beloved as a cold film. Because that's the thing: I had not seen it at all, and I had not. I had not even really been aware of um this this movie's cult status. Really, you know, my 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 cult limited. Uh, knowledge is usually just down to Rocky Horror and The Room. Those are the two sort of cult titans I I I am aware of and that I engage with generally. Right, it puts into perspective I think the term cult, like cult following, when 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 one says or when you see written 
in 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 the vernacular that a, a, something has a cult following yeah. um that there's an implication there that it's like this is critically panned or somehow generally bad in some I, circle. I don't know. It's like, yeah. is it? I don't know. Like, because I, that's the vibe I when you're suggesting films like The Room, when you're suggesting films like, yeah. you know, Rocky Horror. I know there are Rocky Horror stands everywhere, but yeah. I'm just like, I don't get it also. Not for no, me. No, I've, I've not seen it. The only one the only one I really subscribe to is The Room Culture. The way I describe like a cult film, because you're right, a lot of it does have to do with um, the logistics of crit- critical failure. A uh, huge fan following a lot of that jazz. Mm. There's a recipe there that is like, yeah. That, and, and, and there's a recipe there. There's a post recipe. You yeah. know, you can't have, you can't have, uh, you can't plan for this. You know, no. like no one goes into a film being like, you know what, we're going to make a shit film that in f- yeah. 30 years are cunts of all fucking love. Yeah. Like this is. Because no people one, try to do like, that. That's people, not the, People try to do that now. We couldn't tell you what any of those examples are because they're not very good and they're not, they do not achieve anywhere near cult status. I think, and this, you can put this in our, in our growing, I think we're, we're, we're on the verge of becoming genuinely, uh, genuinely respected scholars in, in film criticism, right? I want to pitch, I, was, this. I, would I want to pitch our, we're going to call it the down, down description of a cult film, right? Okay, here we go. And I think we we put it down to that main word. The floor is yours, word. Dom. The floor is yours. I think we put it down to that main word of culture. If your film has a following and has a set of 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 rules per se that revolve around how something is meant to be enjoyed. Like I know mm. that when I go to a room screening, when I go to any of the screenings around the world, uh, specifically the Hayden Orpheum in Sydney hosts monthly room screenings. I know that a, f- a photo of a spoon will show up on screen. I am expected to throw a plastic spoon at the screen. I know that I am meant to ah, quote so along and say... gets associated with this. There's, there's, there's a zeitgeist, there's a vernacular yeah. that becomes part of... Okay, yeah. If, I, I, hear, if I hear, it's not true, I did not hit her. It's bullshit. <laughs> I did not hit her. I did not... Oh, hi, Mark. I'm expected to, like, quote along, along with, like, several thousand of the other quotable lines in that film. <laughs> because I think you're right. A lot of them... I can't think of a cult movie that does have, like, a positive... I mean, actually, I want to I pitch an example, right? I want to pitch an example of a film that we may very may one day do on this podcast, but it definitely will not be from me suggesting it. Have you seen Chef? With John Favreau? No. I want to put no, that forward as a, maybe not a very popular one, but a, a new modern example of a cult film. Okay. Purely because a certain meme has given birth to this perception of the film chef. Mm-hmm. A, a person who sees a video, if you know, you know which video I'm talking about. I'm not going to do a whole mm-hmm. breakdown about viral memes. But, you know, just the phrase, have you seen Chef with John mm-hmm. Favreau became a calling card and led a whole bunch of people to watch Chef and then continue the meme on saying to other people, have you seen Chef with John Favreau? Obviously, it's not on the level of Rocky Horror or Room or even Flash Gordon, but I think that if there is a any kind of rule set or cultural perception of a of a program 
you can define it as a cult film. Which leads us to Flash Gordon. I did. I guess. I guess we've uh, hauntingly discovered what may be one of those preconceptions to the cult of Flash Gordon, and it may be just hearing the low, the low drumming. Doom, 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 doom. Flash, ha! Defender guess- of the universe. Just in in our heads. Is there a film? Is there a film where the thematic? the thematic strength of the soundtrack just carries so much of the weight of, I mean, I can think of, I can think of one other example (laughs) that is fairly close to flash Gordon. Have you ever seen Xanadu? No, I'm aware. Okay, cool. We'll have to check. I saw it once. I saw it once on the television (laughs) on new year's Eve in 2015. They played it on a channel nine affiliate station. And I just remember going, this movie is nothing but cocaine, bright lights, and ELO. <laughs> it is just an electric like orchestra soundtrack. And exactly a, exactly the kind of content that I expect from Nine Honey. I mean, like not this is, something you know. <laughs> exactly. And not something I, I recognized as a pattern until two days ago. I got a very familiar feeling looking at cocaine, mm. bright lights, and Queen. Mm. Mm. And a whole bunch of British actors that I love and respect. I and there, can we talk about that? And this is, and, and as I said previously, this is going to be to date. I think the least cromulent episode. Well, we're gonna. I, I think. I, I think I've got an idea. I think I've got an idea of jump. how we can structure this. We'll spend this first half talking about all this extra rambling of the cult status, and then in the last half, we'll 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 just sort of break apart the 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 film as a Star Wars. As a Star Wars right, target, no, no need to go inside baseball with our fucking thematic structure exactly. of this but podcast. Whatever. Continue. You were saying. <laughs> um, Brian Blessed, Timothy Dalton, Max von Sydow. I mean, what the fuck? Topol. Yes. Fiddler on the fucking roof. Like, what the fuck? It was nuts. It was just, and it was watching all these people take it so, like, not so So, seriously, but they were, they were in. They were in. They were so in. There were these, there were some shots of Timothy Dalton. Mm. Timothy Dalton does. This thing this with his yeah. eyes. Yeah. He does this thing with his eyes that he delivers. He delivers these earnest mm. things. And you look and you go, fuck, you're gorgeous. Like, what are you? Look at you, beautiful man. Look so, at this. You're, you're on the edge of like, you're on the edge of delivering this thing. You're about to, you're about to cry. Like, there's this beautiful thing that you're about to, you know, you fucking space Robin Hood. You can, you man. can see it. What it the is, fuck it is, is going on. But back, it is, back it to is the like, eyes. it back is, eyes. it is such a firm, you're right. And it's such a firm <laughs> so, sense of his, it it's is so there. It's, 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 then, it's what I like to call it's, you can tell he's a Shakespeare actor because it's textbook Shakespeare romanticism. <laughs> it's, you can, this, you can see it on him. You can see that he has all this hard grounded passion swelling inside him that comes from all this work doing Shakespeare that he has brought to cocaine and queen. <laughs> With it's with no iota of like irony or at any point did he think no. it was beneath him. He got it. But you know what? There's something to love about that. Like, yeah. As as well. Like there's like you know what? Because yeah. You know you can't as an artist you can't you can't just fucking walk out of the door and go. You can't be Kate Moss. You can't yeah. be. I don't get out of bed for less than X a day. It's like, well, yeah. you know what? Cunt got up, yeah. did this, did the lines, yeah. did the job, got paid, 
who gives a fuck? You know, exactly. like this is this is the and this is the eighties, baby. This exactly. is the, the early eighties. This is the Brit. That's pretty filmed in seventy nine. I mean, what, exactly. This is such a crazy time. It's like, I mean, Brian, bless it. I and mean, you saw and you said it earlier with Tim Dalton's eyes. He he just has that convincing nature in his eyes, even though he's dressed as Peter Pan the whole fucking movie. Like it's not. It's not easy. There's yeah, a dedication yeah, totally. to it from everybody. Like you said, Brian Blessed is a literal hawk man and still just sort of carries himself like a weird winged Viking with without any sense of cynicism in it. Like these are these are actors that, you know, generationally they could have been in the running to do to have roles in um a certain peter jackson epic trilogy you know do you know what i mean like this is the this is the vintage that we're talking these are people that that could have had uh this is the caliber um Mm. and here they are playing across um a luke skywalker type yeah you know i mean Mm. i think that's that's such the strength of like all that that kind of style of 80s british acting like people were willing to like people were just willing to throw themselves into fantasy like all the time, no matter what flavor the fantasy had. I guess you have to take yourself back, you know, because we don't have this, you know, you, you we are spoilt. And here's a, here's, here's a, a segment that I might bring in, 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 in next episode. Um, if we're next bond at where we'll mm. talk about, let's, let's talk about some COVID content. Like yep. what are you watching and the shit? But you know, this is not the age of 1980, you know, this is not the age of cool. So which, which of the, 60 billion streaming services slash yeah. YouTube channels slash podcasts. Can I, you know, have tonight? It's like, well, you know what? Let's have, let's have, uh, let's go to the cinema. What's on flash Gordon. Let's watch that. Yeah, exactly. I can't think of like off the dome. I can't think of any big sort of blockbusters that happened around. Obviously the empire strikes back opened around the same time. Um, yeah. Like all these, all these huge films, weren't so fast and oncoming. Disney definitely did not have a slate where they had organized everything to, and the shelf life of a, of a, of a film in the theater was much longer than it is now. You know, like films could run for months mm. and months and months if they were good enough. Meanwhile, even though even like a intensely popular high grossing film will still only have a shelf life at the most of like eight weeks at the most, which is a bit rough. It's just the name of the game, um, you know? And I think it's I think it's you know not entirely a net negative because I like the fact that I can consume so much content and I can hold certain content to much higher dismay no matter how I see it like a lot of some of my favorite films of the past few years have been you know Netflix exclusives and <coughs> pardon me something I didn't have access to being you know growing up in a small country town you know a lot of it is quite good but there's still something that can be said about experiencing something on a big screen and you know i do think i maybe did not have the best viewing experience of flash gordon watching it on my laptop at a desk compared to somebody who may have been coked up and gone to see it in london in the 80s i watched it as a tired parent of two at 9 30 on a wednesday night during pandemic lockdown so um no coke um No booze, even. I think I'd had a. I had one beer to drink last yeah. night. How I wonder how rack dealers are handling the, the lockdown. <laughs> I really got. I just. I, you know, maybe I don't know if they could. I don't know how they were shipping units per se 
before lockdown, but I can't imagine it's easier or now. Mm. Is this your cue that you're picking train spotting for next week's episode or something? <laughs> <laughs> like you, oh, I mean, I, 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 Flash Gordon on heroin would be a different movie. <laughs> different movie. Um, is there any other? Is there anything else we want to note about the experience of the movie before we get into the the meat and veg per se? I mean, not really. Like that was, yeah, what the fuck? But also punctuated with moments of like. Yeah. Wow, you look yeah. at you, Brian yeah. Blessed, <laughs> Timothy Dalton, like <laughs> Max von Sydow, like wow, I mate, like yeah, this yeah. is yes, look at you, Topol, wow. really just amazing, holds hostage um, these lovely, attractive Americans at gunpoint. That scene, that scene where Zarkov gets his memory wiped, but you know, spoilers, he doesn't, yeah, because he was listening to the Beatles and he blocked it out. Yep, like, what a great, what a great piece of swag. You know, fucking script writing. Um, I I yeah I so I bought it. Uh, <laughs> I'll take it. Shout out to humanity. It was better than that fucking no no juice that they give to Melody Anderson. <laughs> Just if you take this, it will not feel that bad. Smile. No you know, no 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 no. Face rape is fine. Uh, Just have this drug. It's oh. fine. Did you Just, know that, it's fine. Yeah. yeah like, who's playing? Uh, who's playing Ming? Bill Cosby? What the fuck? <laughs> Is that is that is that fucking space drugs or I pudding? Will say, I will say though mm. that 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 memory wipe scene, um, again, like those little bits of Timothy Dalton's eyes, beautiful man, yes, uh, uh, hard mustache. to watch. I'm like, wow, emotional, bit of an emotional stab in an otherwise, in an otherwise coked up, strange, yeah. bland, but not blandness. Yeah. Of this film, uh, well done, well done. That little bit of method acting. Let's, Indeed. let's, you know, pay credit where credit's due. Um, do we want to talk about Star Wars? I'd, I'd love to talk about Star Wars. So let because me take it back this... to before I saw this film. Yeah, all I knew about it was just it's the it's the it's it's what George Lucas wanted to do first. Yeah, I keep hearing like I keep going into, um. You know, I rented this on iTunes. I don't know. Is that how you watched I did, it? I, re- yeah, I rented this on iTunes. It was the only way baby. I could. Um, yeah, yeah. It's surprisingly not on any, which is interesting. Maybe it's because, it, maybe it's an English thing. Anyway, um, uh, you know, we have, we have all those things in the, 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 you know, the captions in the store and all that saying, you know, mentioning this thing yeah. that is this, that is, this is somehow this precursor or inspiration of Star Wars or whatever the hell this is, right? Like the inspiration of, you know, yeah. buzz, this, this buzz phrase, this catchphrase. Um, and it's funny because like, I can see what they're saying is the line, is the thrill under Star Wars. Yeah. And then like what I'm comparing it to Star Wars. Well, and where I think do you what think you're that's comparing to Star Wars? Well, it's coming from a different time. It's like what George was watching in the 60s. It's the, no, no, no. When they say that. Or the comic. When they say that, it's the literal George Lucas tried to buy the rights to make Flash Gordon film in right. 1976. He couldn't. Right. They, Universal had them or was looking to acquire them. George Lucas, without giving a deep dive, not on great terms with Universal, Having made his mm. last picture there, American Graffiti, Masterpiece, 
But Ned Tannen, the executive, despite watching the film in an audience, in a theater full of its core demographic, a test screening, watching it succeed beyond the wildest dreams, was still like, nah, this movie's weird. It's not going to play very well. well. We'll cut five minutes of it. George is like, all right, I, uh, Universal is the worst. Let's not deal with that. But they want to do Flash Gordon. And it's a bit out of my personal price range. As most film rights were to George at the time. George has only had one hit. He had made the most successful... Uh, there's a metric to how successful American Graffiti was in America. I'm not going to say it's the most successful film of all time, but there's, a, there's some record metric that it did break at the time. Some like per capita, not per capita. Exactly, but, you know, exactly. But Something when in we're talking about reducing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I think it, it may be... Um. It's around the time. No, George came out. Jaws came out in seventy three, which was the highest grossing film of all time at the time. Um, but anyway, George goes, "All right," and I'll and I'll and I'll get very much into this. The reason George wants to do Flash Gordon so much is not only because he has an affinity, a personal nostalgic affinity for old serials of the fifties and sixties which he has more so specifically to do with Flash Gordon, he has much more of affinity for the Flash Gordon 50s serials than he does for the comic strip. Because something I learned in the process of researching this film, everybody else but George Lucas had much more of an affinity for the comic strip. Everyone, including on the making of this film that we saw, love the comic strip much more. So what are the serials, the films that were made or the TV shows? Well, they were they were made as they were made as like the little the opening like the equivalent of a Pixar short film. Like people would go to the oh, cinema right, okay. before they saw whatever big World War Two movie was coming out, and they would watch and, like the fifteen minute or almost so chapters of a Flash Gordon adventure every month or so. Okay. Subsequently, before the thing, and then I'm sure they were repackaged for television, right? But that's where it starts, right? George Lucas, by having an affinity for these serials and having a very well-known written affinity for the for the works of Joseph Campbell. Do you know who Joseph Campbell is? Tell me who Joseph Campbell is. He's the guy who basically created the heroic three-act structure, right? He created this thing, or he first wrote about this idea, the monomyth, at least in terms of he wrote it in popular, in popular American society, in Western society. This form that every heroic story is about the same structures from ancient Greece writing. Oh, like you mean the hero's journey? Exactly. He, yes. He's yeah, right. the guy who did all the major um, literary writings about the hero's journey, right? Okay. George Lucas is, is so obsessed with, you know, that. And he knows that that's what draws him to the Flash Gordon story. So that's where he takes all the elements of that and sort of the sci-fi. The main nugget that George Lucas wanted out of Flash Gordon was the hero's journey in this extravagant space world. That's mm-hmm. it. It wasn't the the football, the sports playing man hero who saves a whole race of people. It wasn't date rape drugs. It wasn't It wasn't this decadent production design. It was just that core of the hero's journey 
in a space adventure. So when people say Flash Gordon is the Star Wars George Lucas wanted, it's a mildly it's a it's it's a mildly misleading statement. Which is funny because on so many levels it fits the bill. Exactly. You've got annoying farm boy out of his depth. Yeah. You've got father figure with you've got some real fucked up family stuff. Yeah. You've got um you know, you've got all these disparate elements that are like, no, but we have to fight together yeah. to, 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 you know, to, to change the political dynamic in this, in this universe. Exactly. Um, I mean, you've got fucking Kenny Baker exactly. for fuck's sake. All that like, stuff. Kenny Baker is in this film. Yeah. He is credited as dwarf. Yeah. Um, as is Deep a, Roy is Deep in Roy. this film. Childhood yeah. Oompa Loompa. Um, yeah. All of those elements on paper are as absurd as Flash Gordon. What George Lucas realized and what Flash Gordon, the producers, subsequently didn't realize was that Star Wars is entirely sold through its acting and through its performance and through its core characters, right? Like, we've, we, no one would, no one's going to have any qualms with saying that Luke Skywalker is perhaps the greatest protagonist in, 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 in all of storytelling just because at his at his fundamental primordial level he's the hero's journey and every yeah and that's why it works you know i mean you know there the readings of this is yeah like luke luke is annoying and there are all the readings of that sort of yeah. thing but it's like you know but luke is us luke exactly is us, you know? and um, luke learns to be grounded and if and i'm i'm amazed that <laughs> luke is us and simultaneously you know, Flash is meant to be us in a way. And I'm like, how did this film come out in 1980? <laughs> like within months of the fucking, one of the, 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 the most iconic, perfect science fiction mm. space operas, mm. The Empire Strikes Back. Like how, yeah. how do, how does that, how does that reconcile? Can we, because... can we get a date check on that? Which one came out first? Did Flash Gordon come out before Empire or did Empire come it out? It came out on the 5th of December. So unless it came. Oh, hang on. No, that's, a, that's Australia though. So let's look at, let's look at. No, oh, I'm looking at Wikipedia. Oh, Flash Gordon came out in December. It's a, Wikipedia says 5th of December, 1980. Worldwide. Uh, it just says release date. Okay. Well, let's, all right. Well, let's just assume that that's. I assume the... that's US. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, all right, so, yeah, Empire... So, Star Wars has done it twice. And Flash Gordon, like, on paper, I see the exact same thing in Flash Gordon that I see in Star Wars. On paper, right? Mm. Earthling character, normal guy, like, he's he's mildly exceptional by Earth standards, not exceptional by any measure of Planet Mongo, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, it's a fish out of water scenario. Like the movie at no point uses that to its benefit. No. Like we could break down the the plot of, of Flash Gordon and all we would just happen happen to spot is just oh this scene just continues on to another scene. At no point does anyone really learn anything. No lessons are learned by the six different times Flash Gordon fucking dies <laughs> or is believed to be dead and then is brought back to life. Like, 
normally in a hero's journey we have a we have a death and a resurrection once towards the midpoint to like symbolize the actual change this motherfucker flash gordon does that shit six times at different intervals and it's not just perpetually being like you know so easily led by his dick to anything and circumstance it's like cool great no worries yep hot femme fatale (laughs) one of my notes for this film is like great the archetypes have logged (laughs) on here we go all of the here we go we've got fish out of water we've got mad scientists we've got we've got helpless earth woman yeah we've got femme fatale evil space woman we've got space witch concubine space witch we've got we've got um evil emperor dynasty Absolutely. All the different we factions have, underneath him that are just weird clamoring flying, to take him over. Weird flying evil man. We've got uh, definitely not treated that well little people being used in film. We have uh, uh, not necessarily too much as bad comic effect, but like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure it was not a great time for them. No. Um, <laughs> Working conditions in the UK were tough. Uh, I mean... This is this is a laundry list yeah. of like what the fuck this is, and it's never <sighs> grounded at any point by a by a lesson to be learned or a or a character except that, evolution. Except, except those beautiful cut throughs of wow, Timothy Dalton, yeah, Shakespearean actor, Timothy and Dalton Brian Blitzen. has the only <laughs> character arc in the movie because he learns yes. to come around. He learns to treat Flash with respect. And be and less Brian of a snob. Hey, look, I'm going to be less of a cunt as well, and, yeah. and not. And I'm going to be a team player. Yeah. But Timothy Dalton, much more. Maybe it's I like, should. He's got maybe I the... should. Maybe I should respect my girlfriend who is constantly trying to smash everybody. You know what? Because you know this is space. This is crazy. This is this is you know this is Mingo. Like whatever. Cool. If you know if if that's your jam. If you want to go. If you want to have a couple of weeks with him. Yep. You know. Just do it. Like that's yeah. that's your prerogative. I'm not going to hold you back because I know I know that I know that in a few space weeks yeah. you're going to hop back on that on that crazy spaceship and come back to me because I know that I am the marathon, not a sprint. And if you want to have some sprints, look, babe, <laughs> whatever you can have your crazy. You've got you know what? Because I understand. Yeah, I understand. Tim Dalton, bitch, bitch you've got baggage. You've got baggage. You got to deal with this. You got to deal with your daddy issues, and you know what? It just makes me love Timothy Dalton even more. Oh God bless like, him, fucking champion, is, man! Like he, you know what? Again, he's not he's not just cool with it, but he's like, look, this hurts me, but I get it. I'm I'm willing. You know what? I I don't want. I just don't want to be your side chick. But if you yeah. want to have some side chicks, that's fine. Yeah, you know. God damn. You you do that. You do that. <laughs> like a 1980, more like 2021 yeah. Timothy Dalton. Exceptionally progressive Timothy Dalton. God okay. damn. It's true. Yeah. Anyway. The, the, the <laughs> we keep we making go. cocaine jokes, but it really, it, it really is the clear factor that this movie does not have a solid through line. <laughs> Except for Timothy Dalton oh, getting it's, close. It's beat to beat to beat to beat to beat. And one of to, the other things I found really beat. hard, like you mentioned like this movie doesn't want to be Ridley Scott. And this movie sometimes really wants to be George Lucas. There were a handful of moments where I was like, I, I, "Yeah, maybe you're trying to be Ridley Scott. You're trying to oh, oh, obviously Ridley wasn't." Um, I, Alien came out in '79, right? Yeah, 
Blade Runner yeah, was a year and, off. And, and, it, it's, yeah, there, there and, so and, and then it's like how where they go and you're hard, watching... hard sci-fi, like real hard R sci-fi in some of those cases. And you just think 30 seconds ago, I was watching a football match in a throne room. <laughs> What are the scenes that you that that we go hard our sci fi as a um, as a as a as a contrast to 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 football match in a throne room? Okay, like specifically, is- I thought a lot of the scenes of um, I forget the character's name the 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 lady who watched over all the people with computer eyes doing all the surveillance oh, stuff. Oh yeah. That some of that was very like yo. That's some soup. Yeah, that's some super Blade Runner shit right there. Um, like when he rips the eyes, the control unit out of one of them, and yeah, all of them fall down. Yeah. I'm like, cool man. Like no more electric sheep for you, babe. Yeah, like that's no, no, it. No, no. You know, but um, but you know that's yeah, yeah. Those are those little those yeah. those little tastes. Of- They're like we 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 are showing that we were we were aware of this. Yeah. It's, but we it's, yeah. didn't know how to say it. It's not a lack of direction. It's just a very sharp change of mind in direction. It's like it's like it's like a Friday night cookup where it's like cool. Um, maybe not a Friday night cookup. Maybe it's Any like kind of a, potluck a Wednesday like, night cookup. Yeah, paydays Thursday. What's in the cupboard? Yeah. we've got some paprika. We've got some tomato sauce, and we've got an egg. Fucking let's go, yeah. baby! Like here we go, and it's just. Uh, do you think this film could have been fantastic? Like, yes. do you think it could have been amazing? I, I mean, this is the thing. It's in the yeah. Star, if Star Wars is amazing, Flash Gordon could absolutely have been amazing. I think if George Lucas in a different in a different universe, George Lucas had gotten the rights and gotten control, Flash Gordon would have been maybe not as. It's hard to predict how popular it would have been. Because, you know, we don't know if society back then just needed what Star Wars was in a literal, this is a sci-fi adventure that um, contains all these fantasy elements that are very well grounded. We don't know if that's what they wanted or if they really did froth for that new IP. But it's hard for us to know. But honestly, I think the only thing, because, all right, this is the thing. This is, I'll summarize as this, Your Honor. I was finished when I finished watching the film. I was like, I don't think I liked this. Mm. I think I understood why it was a cult classic, and I understood how a lot of people could love it, but I don't think I belonged to that thing. And I purely blamed it on the lack of a steady production, right? Mm. But, you know, this was two days ago. Every day since. I've been thinking about it just in the background. Like I, we've joked about hearing the the Queen soundtrack, but it's real. I was like, you know, Flash Gordon really is a great on paper. Could be like this excellent example of, you know, the hero's journey. All those different like societal elements of were very Game of Thrones. I thought in better hands that could be done better. I just thought there were all these elements on the whole that I was like, this could work. And I think the only real reason it didn't work was just because the production was so unfocused. They were purely looking to make the spectacle and not like focus on any of the soul in a way. All this discussion of potential keeps me thinking about a, a, a not a, a yet to be produced, but definitely you know, somehow fueled by perhaps the Star Wars throne room scene, mm. 
um, and other such um, vistas, like I'm like I'm sort of envisaging this beautiful, you know, two point three nine to one yeah. throne room with Ming and mm. all the elements, all the yeah. the warring factions, yeah. um, low camera angle, mm. twenty four mil, almost Wes Anderson yeah. perfection fixed point perspective. Yeah first flash and Zarkov and Dale coming in yeah. from their point of view and like everyone turning around to see them come in. Yeah. And I'm like, there's a tone there yeah. that I'm like, if this, this, this IP yeah. has potential to go here is this crazy, like, like if there's this, if they fully realize that emotional journey yeah. of, Oh yeah. Okay, cool. Let's, let's say there's this crazy, um, Ming the merciless. Yeah guy who's come in and he's trying to toy with the earth and the earth is going to die. Yeah. And they somehow find their way in there in through the, they go through the vortex yeah. and they are able to do, and it's like, cool, here we go. Um, you know, do we actually, do we, do we get a much more Alice in Wonderland? Do we get a much more the matrix? Do yeah. we get a much more, uh, yeah, Star Wars, you know, a new hope. Do we yeah. get, do we get this more grounded journey? There's, there's, there's an opportunity here I haven't seen any other yep. ones of this. I know there are remakes and stuff that are around, whatever. Are there? I don't think anybody has there been a Flash Gordon. Oh, there. I know there was like an animated some show at some point. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I think about it, I think it's closest to you mentioned all those other examples. I think it would lean super heavily on the adventure aspect. I think. Yeah. I, I think the reason we always draw it so close to Star Wars, and obviously because Star Wars comes from it, is just that shared element is. And the main reason I think all this potential comes from is that if they just made Flash Gordon a character we could connect better to, and like all these, instead like, of someone I think, who was I think just a problem perpetually I had with the film, surprised. I think a problem oh, I had what? with the film was that um, just the, the the whole point of the film is that they <laughs> Topol goes nuts and sends them to Thingo with him, but the whole reason they want to do it is to save the Earth. But we never see the Earth kind of as a thing Suffering. worth saving. Like, we never get that point driven back at us. Why are they even at the fucking airport at the start? Like, what's that? Fucking, I don't know. That's just, I don't know. That's the most, that's the most tenuous setup, I think. Yeah, the, they just said he was, he was flying back from somewhere together. and Dale was her travel agent. Instantly, instantly. Oh, yeah, I saw you in the airport. Oh, look. Like, Emma watched the beginning of this with me and it's like watching the those lines happen. It's like... I saw you in the airport, uh, you know, I, 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 what are, you know, what's a nice girl like you doing a place like this esque line. And she's just looking at it. She's no, no, yeah. no. What now they're holding hands and looking, what the fuck is, what is yeah. this? And I'm like, yep, babe, I, I'm with you there. I don't this know is if creepy it's, as fuck. <laughs> this is a side <laughs> note. This is a side note. And I'm not quite sure if all of our, and he isn't, and he is enough jaw for two people. <laughs> I very much mm. could have seen Sam J. Jones on a Wheaties box. You know what I mean? I'm seeing a, a much more American boy, uh, Dolph Lundgren. I can see it. Yeah, he's just got yeah. that very chunky, chunky look to him. Um, and there's there's and there's a there's a seed planted for a future uh, viewing on this podcast exactly. uh, of of Rocky Four. I mean, you know, uh, the classic Cold War propaganda when, boxing film. I tell you Rocky what, IV. when when they announced Creed Three. We're just doing another bond every every second week. We're doing a run through the Rockies. Um, no, yeah, I think 
I, don't, I was thinking about that today. When Bond finishes, are we going to pick another series to Not immediately. To because I'm kind of love it. No, but I, in the future, it's going to Definitely. Like, we'll I'm we'll pick another long-running series to, to go through. Um, little, little series. Um, I think definitely due to all of uh, watching all these old Bonds a lot, my ears have become very sensitive to dubbing. Yeah. Of which and, there and, is a metric fuck ton in, in Flash Gordon. Which is funny because here we go. Regular podcast theme. I didn't notice any of it. Flash Gordon's <laughs> entire performance is dubbed. Really? Amazing. Yeah, Fucking okay. blowing cool. your mind on this pod every week. <laughs> um, I think one last little note. Yeah. I think one last little note we'll make before we wrap up is I did start to watch the Life After Flash documentary. Yeah, you said, oh, I'm going to watch this sick documentary. Like, next minute, no, it was shit. Okay, okay. <laughs> right, I, we, we've, we've made it clear we're not, we're not immediately becoming members of the Flash Gordon cult. We respect the cult. We, you know, show our love and support for the cult, but we're just not, we're not going to be showing up to the next Flash Gordon screening. Maybe if we were invited, we'll see. But so I thought, I thought, if this is a cult worth getting into, maybe I didn't, maybe the movie didn't sell me exactly, but if this is a cult worth getting into, the story of the production may gel with me because myself being a big member of the room fan club, know full well that even if someone doesn't enjoy the room, which is preposterous, because how can you not? Um, they will definitely find the story of its creation interesting. And I can say, hey, here's a book that you should read. Um, if they're, if they're, if they're a bit lame, I might say, here, here's this James Franco film you can watch. <laughs> to anybody yeah. who has seen that movie and not read the book, you are doing a disservice to me and the wider community. Please read the book because it is 10 trillion times more interesting than the film. It's a different film. I was so disappointed watching that, watching that premiere. Cause I was like, oh, this is just not. This is just not an adaption of the book. <laughs> but I, alas. Disaster Artist, wasn't it called? Yeah, the film, the, both the, the film is called The Disaster Artist. The book is called The Disaster Artist or How I Was in the Worst Film of All Time. Whatever. There's a long subtitle. There was a point where they were going to name the, the, the film something different because they clearly realized this is not very much like the book. But then they were like, nah, we need that tie-in power. So... Um... But I, I don't. I think to to summarize, I, um, I don't regret having seen this film. But I don't. Hang on, just let me. Uh, the 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 documentary. I st- oh, okay, I started watching, and it was all in its entirety just C list celebrities. At the footage was all from cons, which already freaks me out because. Uh. A comic, I think, I, I, I wouldn't, I'd never want to go to a convention in my life. They look like just. Are you a Doctor Who fan? I, I want to say yes, because I've been very interested in different runs of the show and have watched it sporadically. Because there was this one, you know, like, you know, how there's always like the, the behind the scenes who, yeah. ep, ep, you know, after every yeah, app, there was the, that, you know, there's the one during the tenant run when the master comes back yeah. and like takes over the John world Sims. and he's got his big, John Sims comes back and takes over the world in his big spaceship. There was just that episode, like this, there's a behind the scenes of that with, which is like the one that airs after. And it's like, cool. All it is, is like a summary of what happens in the app. And there's like probably <laughs> two minutes, there's like two minutes 
of footage of like cast members going, yeah, cool. So like, you know, the master's back and like, yep. he's doing all this stuff. <laughs> David yep. Tennant's in the shit. Like, this is a low point for Ooh. him. And it's like, cool. Fuck yep. it, man. Just saw Come, that. I just watched it. I just fucking I saw, saw it. Like I just, I fucking just watched that episode, man. Like that's it. Yeah. This was, this Could was, it, this was mildly like whatever. that, except it was <laughs> Sam J. Jones just showing how, <sighs> Like I don't want to say many I don't doors wanna, he has. I don't want to say sad because I think it's cool to like embrace your legacy as the star of a cult movie, but there's something always just a little harrowing about watching him go like organize a con table a specific way, him doing like a local radio interview. He tells this bit about how he makes his own bread because he was eating like store bought bread and and like the moment he switched to like his own flourless bread he lost like 30 pounds in 30 days and then he was like walking to a con after setting up and just doing this prayer in front of the camera and it was just like this is not entirely endearing perhaps and then it was all interspersed with footage of like fucking um jason muse or like fucking sean gunn just random people that the director approached at cons to go, what do you think about Flash Gordon? And they're like, yeah, I saw it as a kid. It was really cool. I did get to the point, though. It wasn't a complete loss. I did get to the point where Brian Blessed talked about, you know that bit, Brian in, the, Blessed. You know that bit in the movie where he <laughs> walks up to, uh, oh, I've just remembered a point I had to make. I, I, I will make after this about the <laughs> end. Um, remember that bit in the movie where he like walks behind, they're in the, the Hawkman uh, country whatever it's called and um mm. he walks past um melody uh dale and uh she like does a little Woo! apparently he just straight up put his hand up a butt and that reaction was genuine mm, brian blessed is cancelled <laughs> you cancelled boss nass you saw going to the planet core Oh, was he Boss Nass? Yeah, didn't you? That was the, the first time I heard him speak. I was like, oh, it's Boss. Oh, it's Brian Blessed. Nice. Because I forgot um, about seeing his name in the credit. Um, I know him from I know him from way too many episodes that I've listened to of the BBC Radio 4 science podcast. Swag. Um, Swag. What the fuck's it called? The one with Brian Cox and... I don't know. What's his name? I don't know, but Brian Blessed. There's a lot of infinite he, monkey cage. He has one of my he has one of my favorite cameo appearances in um one of my favorite sitcoms, Toast of London. Um, look, Robin Inns. Look, that's enough. Um, but no, the last point I wanted to make, right? And this is back to the film. <laughs> I forgot I forgot to do this earlier. There are so many instances where I think of oh, I should have said that in the episode, and I'm so glad I remembered this one. Everybody signed on for multiple films, <gasps> and the ending of this right. movie. Spoilers if you didn't watch it or care. Oh yeah, who is it? Who who is the hand? Who is it meant to be? Oh, they said it was the dude with the Doctor Doom mask. But oh yeah, I was gonna say Doctor Doom, man, fucking great featuring featuring Doctor Doom. Yeah, like, I love that. It's the gold. It's it's Doctor Doom with a gold mask. Um, but like they pick up the ring that has the power, and then they do the end question mark. But I just thought, like, even then, like, what's what does a sequel to this look like? Uh, Ming comes back and tries to take over the world again. I guess. You just watch it again. We can just watch it again in black and white. Like there'll be a director's cut DVD <laughs> edition with black and white version. Yeah. But anyway. I just thought that. I was like, well, uh, this Where movie does not yeah, sell me. Not, other, than the, other than the tropey, whose hand is that? Even though, even though on a somewhat fundamental level, 
it is loosely identical to the ending of the first Star Wars movie. Like, just think about it. Throne room scene, pretty similar. And instead of somebody picking up the ring, we know that Darth Vader has just flown off to space. So, yeah. you know, with that said, yeah. I, I was, I was, uh, I saw it and I thought, huh, I wonder what Flash Gordon 2 looks like. But we'll never find out. We'll never know. Uh, look, I paid four ninety nine for this Same. on iTunes as a rental. Same. I don't regret seeing this. It was fine. I get it. I get that it's a cult thing. Yeah. I get. Uh, I was. I was certainly entertained. I think. Um, if we look at, I think, like that- the structure of cult films, a good cult film should inspire you to show it to other people. I don't think I'm. I. I'm definitely not the right person to show Flash Gordon to somebody. But I'm glad that someone from our listenership wanted to show it to us. Indeed. This was our first fan pick, and we were so grateful that someone cared enough, and even though we've spent 54 minutes shitting on it loosely... Shitting on it. No, we haven't celebrated. We, we, I, I would cel- I would say that we've been celebrating the fact that we watched it. Yeah, That's what I like decided yeah. to celebrate. Like we we, um, we 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 it's like any sort of respectful Yeah. Um it's like every single white person should be. We should be respectful of others and not you know, we should just show our gratitude that everything can exist and just celebrate that, you know? You're right. Flash Gordon is a film that people love and just because we don't love it as much doesn't mean we don't respect it. We hope you enjoy our podcast enough to tell your friends, tell your family, tell your grandma, because you know what? Um, you know, the odd C-bomb here and there, notwithstanding, it's pretty good content for her as well. Um, you can uh, please, please rate and review the show on iTunes. You can find us where you can find. Uh, we'll put everything in the show notes. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're both, Adam and I are both on Twitter and Instagram, and we will be back next week with the next Bond app, which is You Only Live Twice. And twice is the only way to live, baby. Because, and you know what? I'm already looking forward to this because unlike Thunderball, which for some reason I forgot Tom Jones' awesome opening song, um, super in, I mean, Nancy Sinatra, baby. Ah, just again. Here we go. We're getting into top five. We're getting into Bond. Join us next week. Until then, my name's Morgan Roberts. My name is Tommy Fitzgerald. 